Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. I want to speak to you for a few moments that we have today about overcoming an orphan spirit. The Bible talks about physical orphans. An orphan is somebody who loses their mom and their dad. In the Bible we see orphans like Lot, Esther, orphans like Mephibosheth and others who were left without mom and without dad. The scripture tells us that the Lord is the father to the fatherless and one of the things that we are called to the pure religion the scripture says is to take care of orphans. We all should do better job in improving the life of orphans, orphans because God allows that to happen so that we can show his heart for people who don't have physical parents. But there's also spiritual orphan. Jesus says to his disciples toward the end of this ministry, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. But he wasn't their biological father. He's talking about a spiritual heart. He's talking about a climate and an attitude. He's talking about something different than being a physically orphan. If he tells them, I will not leave you as orphans. It's when the person feels rejected, when the person lives in isolation, when the person lives, even if they have physical parents, but they live spiritually, emotionally and mentally deprived of that love, that care. And a lot of times they lived in that very sad state. I will take my reading from Gospel of Luke chapter 15. I'm not going to read the whole story but just read a few verses in verse 25. Now the older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house he heard music and dancing and he called one of his servants and called what these things meant. And he said to them, the servant said, your brother has come and because he was received, because your brother has come and because he was received, because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed a fattened calf. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. And he answered and said to his father, lo, so no sir, no father, um, lo, meaning look, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. That's a bold statement. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might marry with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours came who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed a fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me. And all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. Six signs of an orphan spirit or orphan heart. If you're taking notes write this down. Number one is orphan heart lives in religious people. Religious people what I mean by that is not the church down the street who doesn't clap, who doesn't believe in wearing makeup and wears head coverings. Religious church is not the one that has a different style of service. Religion is what is left 
when the relationship with God is non-existent. Religion can happen to charismatics, religion can happen to Catholics, religion can happen to Baptists, religion can happen to Armin, to Calvinists, religion can happen to anybody who loses a revelation of who God is. Christianity is not a religion, Christianity is a revelation. Christianity is a revelation. Jesus told his disciples, who do men say I am? And everybody start throwing different versions and then Jesus, Peter says, you are the son of God. And Jesus responds to Peter. He didn't say, well, Peter, great job. You went to a right university. He said, flesh and blood did not tell you this, Peter. He said, it was my father in heaven who revealed that. That tells us that Christianity, the core of Christianity, you cannot be a Christian unless you have a revelation. What revelation? Revelation of who Jesus is. You cannot know Jesus without a revelation. And you can appear to be a Christian by joining a church. You can appear to be a Christian by being born in a Christian household. But the problem with religion is this, is religion doesn't have a revelation. And religion makes orphans. Revelation makes sons and daughters revelation makes you into a son revelation gives you an identity religion deprives you of your identity and religion gives you an orphan spirit religion is what you and I have if we don't have a revelation if we don't have a revelation of who God is prodigal son the Bible says he came from the field see both sons were lost one was lost with harlots the other one was lost on the field. One son was lost in rebellion. The other one was lost in religion. One son came back in repentance. The other one, the story ends with him, us not knowing that he ever came into the house or not. He was in the fields but not in the house. He worked for his father but he did not know his father. Religion is man's attempt to earn God's gift of salvation. Man's attempt to earn God's gift of love and unconditional acceptance. That's all religion is. It could be in Buddhism. It could be even in Christianity. As long as it's about my efforts to reach God instead of God's great, great gift to reach me, it becomes religion. Only Jesus and the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus strips religion from us and gives us something instead of that's more beautiful. It's called revelation. And revelation, I'm not talking about that you learn about seven depths of hell or seven levels of spiritual realm or you now know where the demons came from where they were Nephilim or fallen angels. Re revelation, I'm not talking about that you have some confusing, mysterical, mystical thing. Revelation is when Jesus becomes real when Jesus becomes real that which you knew you heard about becomes real the son of God not just enlightened one not just a great teacher from Galilee not just the one that split the history but the one who was God but became man so that man can be with God orphan spirit thrives in the absence of revelation Christianity is a revelation it's not a religion number two orphan spirit brings out anger the scripture says in Luke chapter 15 verse 28 he was angry 
word anger is one letter short of danger. Anger, religious people are angry people. If you want to deal with anger in your life, you need to have a revelation of who Jesus is. Now it's true and anger could be holy. God has anger and it's a justifiable anger. And anger can be just a natural response to injustice. But an anger can also be an open door to demons. The scripture says, do not let sun go down on your wrath. And then in the next verse it says, and don't open the door to the devil. Because anger wrath opens the door to demons. And this son, though he worked so hard for his father, he struggled with anger. His anger was risen up when he saw his other brother was received in a party and a celebration. Orphans are angry people. Number three, orphan spirit is the one that pushes a person in isolation. In Luke chapter 15 verse 28 it says the following, that he would not go in. Nobody rejected him from coming in. His own self of pride, entitlement wouldn't let him in. It wasn't because there was no room. It wasn't because there was so much hypocrisy. He would not go in. An orphan spirit draws a person away from community and draws a person away from fellowship. It creates these false ideas, people don't love me. It creates these false ideas that they attack me, they criticize me. And it's this person who constantly live in isolation. Solitude is not isolation solitude is something that refreshes you isolation is something that depletes you isolation is when you would not go into a life group because you're afraid of community maybe you've been hurt before or maybe you're constantly sus suspicious of people I remember Mariana preached a message a few years ago saying that there's two big problems one is isolation and the other one is toxic people isolation says people are the problem and toxic people say you are the problem and both are very dangerous. Isolation is very dangerous. God never created us for isolation. In the scripture you will see when people will, like for example if you look at doubting Thomas, one of the reasons he was doubting Jesus' resurrection is because when disciples were meeting together, Thomas was not with them. Doubts get magnified and amplified in the presence of isolation. In fact even different health reports come out and say that isolation it really brings a lot of brings a lot of things in Proverbs 18 verse 1 it says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire he rages against all wise judgment as Christians we were meant to live in a community as Christians it says where two or three are gathered Jesus didn't say when you alone come to me there is no Superman and there is no Captain America and just Lone Ranger with Jesus we're two or three God is always in the team three-fold cord is not easily broken Jesus always sent people in twos and we're called to live in the community because somebody say amen number four orphan spirit carries a sense of entitlement unfairness demanding and controlling. It first comes in as, oh I got hurt, isolates himself. But an older brother was butt hurt. And this was why. His father divided the livelihood between two sons. His father no longer had anything that belonged to the father. So guess what happens? The father just did a party using 
older brother's finances and never asked him. He got butthurt. He got offended because he felt entitled and then you see these words I always served you and I never transgressed your commandments. Never use those words with God. Always and never. Those are very dangerous words and that's an exaggeration. He felt entitled. I belong. I, I deserve. You owe me a goat. Look how funny that sounds. Father gave him a farm. He feels entitled to a goat. Completely lost of perspective. That's exactly what entitled people are. They never see straight. People that are entitled, please understand entitlement is not Christianity. Bible doesn't teach us entitlement. You're not entitled. The only thing you and I are entitled with is to go to hell. That's why when yesterday I was at the airport and somebody asked me, how are you doing? I said, better than I deserve. And person starts cracking up. He said, I've never heard anybody say that. I was like, well, you haven't listened to Dave Ramsey. I remember one person trying to correct me. He says, you deserve, you deserve happiness. I said, in my religion, no. In Christianity, and this sounds offensive to a proud and a self-seeking, self-discovery, new age culture. But my friend, you did not deserve good. Why do bad things happen to good people? It happened once and he volunteered. Get rid of entitlement. He felt entitled to a goat. He felt offended. It's not fair somebody else is getting this and I'm not getting that. It's not fair I'm not being treated properly. Discrimination. We live in a culture today that fights for our rights but please understand that's good with the culture but with Christ is slightly different. He didn't demand honor. He gave honor. He didn't come demand to be respected. He served people. You may say well Vlad you're teaching a doormat Christianity. No, no, no. I'm preaching across Christianity. He says if any man desires to come after me let him pick up the cross and follow me. You are not following an American Christianity. You are following Jesus Christianity, my friend. And so we have to get rid of entitlement. We have to get rid of fighting for fairness. We have to get rid of, because after that comes the control. You begin to control a person. There is a reason he did not enter into the house. He was technically a co-host of the party that his father initiated. In that culture, a co-host, one of the greatest insults you can give to a host as a co-host is not to show up at the party. It's kind of like if you are getting married to somebody and your husband, you don't, you're the wife and you're not showing up to the wedding. <laughs> what a great way to throw an insult. Or like your parents and you refuse to. You want to send a message and that's exactly what he was doing. He was trying to control and manipulate, demanded that. And that's an orphan spirit. First, oh, I'm angry, isolated. And then it begins to control, it begins to demand and it begins to feel entitled really the orphan spirit it focuses always on what i did instead of who i am have you noticed he never said something about being a son he bragged about slaving away his life and when father came back he reminded him he said you're my son you're not a worker to me an orphan spirit always sees what others got and never sees what they received an orphan spirit always focuses on what they didn't get instead of what they have. 
A father gave everything to the older brother. Number five, an orphan spirit is jealous when others are promoted. Most of us will not know we have an orphan heart until somebody who deserves less gets more before us. And then that thing shows up. It's ugly. The thoughts and they begin to, it's not just like, oh Lord, why? But you begin to feel resentment toward that person. You can't rejoice when somebody else is rejoicing. God forbid they added 10,000 to David's account and only 1,000 to Saul. Saul struggled with that. He was good looking. He had a kingdom. He had a throne. He was tall. He had everything. And then the lyrics of one song drove him mad because somebody got something he felt entitled to. He felt he deserved someone's blessing is always going to be your test every blessing is a test and every test is a blessing because when you pass the test God get, gets you ready to take you to another level that's what happened in school every time you pass the test you went to another grade God will take you to another grade when you pass the test but you know what sometimes that test is the test sometimes is not your blessing it's when God allows a blessing for someone else that you felt entitled to. That you felt like man but I lived in holiness. I was a virgin. I paid my tithes and this girl she just got saved and she already has a boyfriend. I believed for the children and I cannot have it and these people cannot do not know what to do with their children. They keep on having children. I went to school to study finances and I cannot put balance my book and I cannot have financial prosperity and this other person just seems like luck follows them. I pay my tithe. I even give to the building fund and it seems like I am not receiving that breakthrough. And then we feel entitled especially when somebody else around us gets what we feel like is rightfully ours. We have a prophecy about that blessing that they got. We have a vision about that blessing that we got. My friend we have to let go of the entitlement and then we will be able to deal with the jealousy. The first murder that happened in the in the world happened because of jealousy. God gave something to someone the other guy felt belonged to him. He killed the other person. Why? Because that is, that is our human nature my friend. God will not. God is not a socialist. My God. God is not a socialist. Socialism is demonic. The whole idea that you put everybody in the same level, it doesn't work. It never worked. God rewards us differently. God loves us equally, but He trusts us differently. Come on somebody. I'm sorry Bernie Sanders, but that's not going to work for us. God will reward us differently. God will deal with us differently and we have to be okay with it. When God is blessing somebody else my friend and that ugly stuff comes out and you feel like I deserve it my friend, you have to push that pride. You have to push away that entitlement. You have to push away, repent, come to the Lord and deal with it in your heart. It's like fingernails. You got to trim them regularly. Trimming your fingernails is not cutting your fingers. Your fingers is your identity. The fingernails is the extra stuff that grows in it called entitlement, called jealousy, called affair and called demanding fairness. You gotta cut that off. Come on somebody shout cut that off. 
Cain killed Abel over that. Saul killed David over that. Tried to kill David. Pharisees sought to kill Jesus over that. Someone's promotion will expose your silent frustration with God. I worked. I fasted. I gave. How? What? Why? I always, I never transgress. Someone's promotion will always expose silent frustration. As long as they were broke, you were fine. As long as they were miserable, you're like, man, I'm praying for you. But I'm glad you're not ahead. The moment somebody gets ahead is when we're trying to get even. But God never called you to get even. God called you to advance. Don't aim so low. Don't fight for fairness when God has promised favor. Deal with those silent frustrations as an orphan. Bring them to God and say, Lord, yes, I felt that. But God, I know through the cross, I am your son. I know that I have you always with me. And I know that I have an inheritance. Come on, somebody. Number six, orphans cannot access their inheritance. And this is the worst and the saddest part about being an orphan. Is that you got everything, but you can use nothing. An orphan, an older brother was an orphan. He had the whole inheritance. He couldn't use it. He kept waiting for the father to give him a goat when the father gave him a farm. And he says, all that I have is yours son. Why he couldn't use it? And that's what I want to finish this message with is six signs of what it means to be an orphan. Now let's finish this message with six ways to overcome orphan spirit. Number one, you have to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit, not list of rules that you kept for God. What did Jesus say to disciples upon his de departure? He says, I will send you the Holy Spirit and I will not leave you as orphans. When you don't develop intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you're exposing your life to an orphan spirit. Sooner or later, anger, entitlement, unfairness, I was overlooked. I constantly get passed on. That will take root sooner or later. And the cure for that is an encounter with the Holy Spirit. You will either live entitled or encountered. An encounter fixes entitlement because Holy Spirit becomes the most important. Intimacy with Him becomes the most important. If you're dealing today with an orphan spirit, maybe you're dealing with the rejection that you've experienced. Maybe you're dealing with silent frustrations with God. I always, you never. That's your version of your relationship with God. Perhaps and maybe this is exposing something. You don't know God. And it's not a shaming you. This is inviting you saying build intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Begin to focus on Him and build a relationship with Him. Number two. Renew your mind with the truth of what God says about you, not with how you feel about yourself. Have you noticed how the father said, son? The older son said, lo. He called even his brother, your son. He didn't call it his own brother. He lost the perspective of who he was. He kept bragging about what he did. And the father ignores the whole thing and focuses on one thing. He says, son, you have to renew your mind with what God says about you. When you're promoted or demoted. When you're getting ahead or you feel like you're behind. 
when everybody seems to get promoted and you feel like you're being forgotten you have to at that moment not try harder you have to rewire your mind and says this is not about that it's about who I am I'm not a speaker I'm a son I'm not just a husband I'm a son first I'm not just a father to my children I'm first and foremost a son I'm not just a businessman I'm a son I'm not just a minister I'm a son you have to come back to who you are because God is far more focused on you being than you doing that's why the father did not compliment the, the older brother the older son and says yeah 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 you did such a great job you're such a great he did not focus on him being a good worker he focused on him being a son parents don't look at their children as workers in a factory they don't look at their children as simple as somebody that they need to pay a salary they look at them as the children there is this natural draw is this natural affection these kids never worked for it they never deserved it and no amount of work somebody can do for you they could never it could never make you into their child God sees you and God calls you as a son begin to call yourself like that begin to renew your mind number three don't let your food get cold by looking at someone else's plate. This is not in the Bible. I copied it from somebody's Instagram. But it was so good. Don't let your food get cold by constantly looking at someone else's plate. What somebody drives, what somebody wears, where somebody goes to a vacation, what somebody has opportunities, what blessings, who they married, how many children that they have, what kind of ministry God is giving them. Don't look at somebody else's plate so much that your own food gets cold. The Bible says those who compare themselves with others are not wise. The only person you should compare yourself is with you yesterday. The person who you were yesterday, not with somebody else. It is foolish to compare yourself with somebody else. I have a car and then I have a moped and then I have an electric scooter three different vehicles oh and I have one more a bicycle four different modes of transportation it will be foolish for my electric scooter to compare itself with the car because no matter how hard electric scooter tries it will never be a car it's designed differently it needs to be an electric scooter it needs to enjoy being an electric scooter it needs to continue to be the best electric scooter that it was meant to be be you there's already somebody else the bible says we run our race looking unto jesus not unto the next person that is lagging behind us or getting ahead of us looking unto jesus run your race be comfortable in your own skin look at your own plate eat your own food your neighbor's grass is greener well you can see poop from a distance and because they're watering that grass water your own grass the bible says do not covet that's the 10th commandment the lord wants us to live our life recognizing yes i did not get a fat calf but i got a farm i gotta look at what the lord has given to me and i gotta be grateful because i'm either gonna be grateful or i'm gonna be jealous i choose to be grateful can somebody say amen and then number number five number four you can't overcome an orphan spirit without letting go of an offended heart you cannot overcome an orphan spirit without letting go of an offended heart repent of entitlement address assumptions address hidden frustrations when somebody else is getting what you felt like you deserve and stop fighting for fairness because the Lord never created you for fairness 
he wants to give you favor and as long as you're fighting for fairness one day you'll get fairness and you will be okay until somebody gets favor and then you'll be mad again but I want that but the Lord says but you you wanted fairness so what do you want do you want fairness or favor almost every person who experiences God's favor go through a season of unfairness where they refuse to be offended they refuse to let those offenses take root they refuse to let those frustrations turn into an offense the word offense in Matthew chapter 18 verse 7 in the original word is a scandalon it was a trigger of a trap on which bait is placed when an animal touches the trigger to eat the bait the trap springs shut and the animal is cut offense is a demonic trap and offenses happen a lot of times when we fight for fairness when we feel like we deserve when we feel like this is it's owed to us when we let silent frustrations instead of leading us to deeper closer relationship with God we let them distance ourselves from God and we start destroying each other instead of building what God wants to do in our life there are two types of offended people those who have been mistreated and those who think they have been mistreated but they haven't been <laughs> those who think they've been mistreated but actually they've never been mistreated and I can somehow feel that a lot of our offenses they're completely baseless offense is like an automatic weapon once you pull the trigger it keeps on firing by itself offense is always tied to pride and control these three operate together in holy unholy unity pride control and offense refuse to hold on to offense because if you hold on to offense orphan spirit will hold on to you number five explore your inheritance by encountering God there's only one secret to get your inheritance and that's not to name it claim it blab it grab it confess it and possess it mark around the Jericho wall stamp your foot seven times there's only one secret to encountering and getting what you were given to and I'm going to give you this verse it holds the secret second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 as his divine power has given us all things somebody say all things so his power has given us what not half things not some things all things that pertain to life and godliness so not only you were given everything you need to live a holy life but also to live a good life to live life and godliness through what through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue so what God is saying your inheritance is locked and the password is knowledge of God you can access your inheritance through knowing God not through knowing your inheritance not through just studying even your identity it's knowing God when you begin to dive into exploring the vastness of who God is the majesty and the glory of who he is you will get so lost in him it will cure your orphan heart and then you will find yourself utilizing your inheritance you will find yourself not just believing it walking in it not just confessing it but conquering it not just talking about it but living in it you will find yourself eating your own calf your own donkey maybe not eat it write it and so you will find yourself accessing your inheritance come on touch somebody and say explore God get to know God if you want to know your inheritance know God and the last one and we're gonna pray redefine your win go from winning in life to winning people an orphan keeps focusing on getting more stuff you know what the father did 
he did not focus on stuff his success was winning his son the oldest brother's success was getting a goat the father he wanted to get a son the real breaker between an orphan and somebody who's not an orphan is this are you obsessed with people getting saved or are you obsessed with your personal ambitions in life eternally speaking all of our possessions they have an expiration as we saw with the man of God dying yesterday everything he's built it came to an end I'm pretty sure he probably didn't plan for that when it's just after the service he died 57 years of age everything will come to an end the father gave his possessions away he saw his son coming back he threw a party but the older brother he only cared about goats fattened calved a party to him that was the goal for the father the party and the calf and the goat was a means to a goal make sure we get the son make sure we get somebody who is dead to come alive see older brother he got the father's money but he did not get his mindset he got his father's valuables but not his value system he had his inheritance but he did not have his heart he had his possessions but he did not have his passion because when the dead brother came back instead of rejoicing and seeing eternal value in a human being he was crying because he did not get a goat my friend orphans cannot win souls and make disciples because they only care about themselves they only care about advancing in life they only care about their own ambition they only care about trying to get ahead but God called us to go into all the world and make disciples Jesus pulled the fish to Peter and he said do you love these more than me he said you need to let go of these you need to let go of this and begin to rescue the lost begin to go after souls I remember Artur Simonian shared a story when he was in Florida, in, in Texas, I'm sorry, in the large nice hotel where, where all the mega pastors were there in one side of the hotel and on the other side of the hotel were all the millionaires, Christian millionaires. And this is a disappointing story, don't hate the pastors after this or mega pastors. And he says, I went to the pastors and the only thing that I heard them talking about there is how to pay for the church, how to raise more money, how to hire more staff, how to manage the church, how to deal with stress, how to take sabbatical and they, they talked about these carnal things he felt. He says, I went to the businessman where all the millionaires are at. He says, the only thing they talked about is how to save the lost. He says, I was blown away. He says, these guys are millionaires and he says, they already got everything they need. Now they only care about one thing is make sure that people are saved. My friend, God wants us to be like the Father. He cared about salvation. That's why when we're going to have that in three weeks from now, Bill Wise here, Bill Weiss here, I want you to begin to think about who you can invite. Live not just for yourself. Live not just for your own agenda. That is the true mark of a son versus an orphan. If you're an orphan, you're just waiting, postponing your ministry to the people. Your ministry to the people. The most valuable thing on this earth is not gold. It's not Bitcoin. It's people. The most valuable thing on this planet is another human being. 
It's not even the next church building that we're going to have. It's not a musical instrument. It's not a sermon. It's a person. It's for the person Jesus died. It's for the person the Spirit of God came to live in. And it's for the person the church exists that the lost are saved and the demonized are delivered. The sick are healed and the people are made into disciples of Jesus Christ. Thousands locally, millions globally, bringing salvation to this generation. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough, the best is yet to come.